So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. Today's topic is adult learning principles. And this holds a special place in my heart. The reason why is because it's one of my passions to teach adults. And it's one of my gifts in life, too. God gave me this gift, and I want to use it to the best of my abilities. So we're just going to jump right into it today. Um, I've got a really great little story I'm going to tell here in just a little bit. But we're going to first start off with a question. What motivates us to learn? And the thing is, in order to get adults to really learn, especially if you're in a training environment, so if you own a business and you're training your employees on how to do the things that you do in your business, you first need to understand the learning principles behind training someone. And when you understand these principles, then you'll have a better grasp how to train your employees correctly or even more efficiently. And it's really important, especially in the UPS store world, where our businesses are not hard, but they are complex because we have a lot of different moving parts. We have a lot of profit centers. You know, we have to teach them how to use the point of sale software. We have to teach them how to use the shipping software. We have to teach them how to use the mailbox software. On top of all the other nuances of learning how to teach someone to physically pack a box correctly, I mean, how to put up the mail. This is crazy, but the thing about it is, is that some people are really good at it and other people are really horrible at it. And you have to find that person... <clears throat> to be able to be able to put up the mail correctly. It's just kind of interesting. And you have to teach people, which everybody that works for me is an adult, you have to teach people how to do things correctly. So as children, we were expected to learn anything new. Everything seems so interesting and fascinating. However, as adults, we often want to spend our Limited time learning only the things that are most important to us. We usually only have time to receive quick instructions and then apply them to what we've learned. Oftentimes, our best learning happens through trial and error. In addition, we have our own experiences and preferences that influence our ability and desire to learn. Understanding these differences and the principles to adult learning will give you a better insight into the techniques that are most effective in training others. So I'm going to read a couple of things that I want you to keep in mind. Adults will only learn what they feel is a needed to learn. Adults learn best in an informal, casual, and interactive environment. Adult learning centers on realistic problems and real-world experiences. Adults need various learning methods, and adults learn best by doing 
practicing and using knowledge or skills that they have. And adults want feedback and guidance, but they do not want to be graded. We are not in a elementary school or a middle school classroom anymore, even a high school classroom setting anymore, folks. We are adults. So <clears throat> I got this great story I want to tell you about. So the other day at church, I seen my buddy Pete Cheney. I love me some Pete Cheney. And, um, and we were just talking about podcasting and a couple other things at church. And um, I was telling him that um, we were talking about learning principles, basically. And I was telling him how um, over the years um, I've developed a specialized learning technique that I use for myself when I'm trying to learn a new subject or just trying to basically take in a book and learn everything in that book. Because I'm an avid reader and I love to read, but <clears throat> sometimes I don't always learn um, what, what I read. So I found a, a, a really cool little principle, and I, shared, and I shared it with Pete Cheney the other day. And uh, shout out to Pete. What's up, brother? Anyhow, and, and I wanted to start off with this little story that I was telling Pete on how I take in or how I learn from books in general. And so the first way, and, and in saying all this, let me go back and say that um, when I was a child, um, I had a learning disability, and I'm dyslexic. And so it took me a very long time to figure out how to take in information and retain it. And so over the years, I've developed ways, and I struggled through, I struggled through elementary school. In fact, I was held back in fourth grade. Um, because when I was in first grade, um, when I actually, when I was young, very young, my eyes were crossed, completely crossed. And when I was in first grade, I had surgery to correct that. And now my eyes are straightened out. And I was out of school for about two weeks during that. And on top of that, I had already been behind in learning to read. And so, and I was about, I don't know, a month, maybe even longer behind on reading, a month, maybe six weeks behind on reading. On top of being out for another two weeks, that put me behind on my reading skills and probably around eight weeks, two months. And at the end of the first grade, um, the teacher was going to hold me back, was going to make me repeat first grade. And I begged my mother, please, mom, don't. I have all my friends are here. Please don't make me repeat first grade. And so my mother um, listened to me instead of the teacher. And I went on to second grade. And like I said, I had problems learning to begin with. And I couldn't read very well. And it all caught up with me in fourth grade, and I had to repeat the fourth grade. And I also had a very um, strict teacher in fourth grade, and she wasn't very conducive to, to me, period. And the way I learned and the way I took in information, and she really put me down. And she was just a horrible teacher, I'm just going to be honest. Her name was Miss Scott. She is long passed away now, but... She was a horrible, horrible teacher. And so I switched schools and went to a different school. And I started excelling because I, because I repeated all that stuff. 
And I, they started giving me homework on that I needed to read more. And so slowly but surely, I started to read more, and, and I, I hated it. In fact, I didn't even like reading until I got into college. But that's beside the point. But anyhow, so it took time for me to learn how to read and do it correctly. And so in my adult life, after I've uh, got out of college and everything else, um, I've, I've become, I've taken on this, uh, this identity of constant learner. I'm always learning. And so because of that, I'm all the time reading or doing other things, watching videos. I'm, I'm taking in information and learning information in all different kinds of caveats. But the way I want to take in, so let me back up. When I read, I have two different, basically, I either have, I read for pleasure or I read to learn. Those are my two different buckets I put stuff in. And so for, if, if I'm reading for pleasure, it's just to numb my mind or, or maybe to learn kind of a hobby kind of a thing, but it's, it's not crazy important that I take it all in. Um, like I'm doing a business book or something like this or a marketing book or something that is going to help me make more money. And in those kinds of books, I really jump in. And if I'm trying to retain everything inside a book, I have a system. And here's my system. And I know I talked a long time to get to this system, but here it is. So what I do is that I buy the book on audio. So I have an audio book of it. If there is an audio book, but most of the stuff nowadays you can find an audio book for. And then I buy the book, the physical book. And then what I do is that I first, during my drive times, during windshield time, I listen to a book. And I just, and it's just a regular read through, listening of the book at normal speed, completely through the book. And then when that's done, I come back and then I do it in a much more formal setting in my office and I start listening to the book again. But then I have the physical book in front of me and I read along with the audio book. As the audio book is talking, I read along in the physical book and then I stop the audio when I need to highlight stuff or even make notes inside the book. So if you look at some of my personal books to where I've taken in the information completely, um, I have highlighted stuff. I've written notes inside my books and all kinds of things. And this is how I learn. This is how I, I keep things inside of my head. And, and then I'll come back after I do that second process. I'll come back and do a complete third process, and I will just plain Jane read the book. Now, a lot of you folks out there tell me that I'm crazy. I know a lot of people out there are just like, why would you ever do this? Well, first of all, I'm dyslexic, okay? And it normally, it's normally around numbers, but sometimes in my reading, if it's a subject that I'm finding more difficult to digest, to take in, to learn, um, it, it, it comes out then. Like I said, I've always, I've always had difficult learning things. I've also, I've also had difficult reading. So I read slower than most people. 
And what I do is that on that third time where it's just me reading, I read it slow so that this way I set in concrete everything else. So I first listen to it, then I listen to it and read it at the same time. And that's when I make my notes and my highlights and everything else. And then I come back and read it a third time. And on that third time, that's when everything gets set in concrete for me. And I was telling Pete about this um, on Sunday, and we were just kind of talking about it and stuff. And he was just like, hey, that was pretty interesting. Um, I might try that. And, and Pete, if you're listening, I hope you do try it. Um, it's a really great way to learn, especially if you have any kind of difficulties with stuff. And there's lots of folks out there that have difficult um, reading and learning things. And so this is kind of my little story. I know I've taken up well over half the podcast on this. But I will say this, folks. This is a system that is tried and true for me, especially if you have problems retaining information. This is a great way to do it. It is time-consuming. It is not fast. But if you want to be able to know your subject matter within whatever book you're reading, I promise you right now, This is one way to do it. There's lots of other ways. This is not the only way. This is the way that I learn, and I just wanted to share it with you. I'm not an expert on this. I'm just giving you my opinion and what has worked for me and me only. So take this with a grain of salt. You may be able to pull in information and learn information like crazy, and I'm so envious of people like that. Um. But you may be more like me that it's a harder time. And for the folks that it is, please try my method and see if it works for you. And it may not. And if not, please use a method or try to find a method that will work for you. Because taking on this identity of continual learner is will serve you for the rest of your life. I will always be learning until I take my last breath, folks. All right. Well, let's get in back into my adult learning principles. And I learned these through my UPS store. Um, the thing is, with these adult learning principles, I used to be a corporate trainer for the UPS store, and I used to train new owners. And so, uh, of course, I, don't, I no longer do that anymore for, um, for the corporate UPS store. But um, they, have some, they do have some very good learning materials. And so let's just kind of get into this. So there are some key principles to consider when you are conducting training to adult learners. The following adult learner principles will allow you to gain an understanding for how adults learn and what motivates them to learn, okay? And the thing is, is that I will say this about adult learners, is that you really have to put it in a way that they will understand things. And I've got a story about that that I'll tell you here in a few minutes. So, principle number one, adults must want to learn the subject. If they don't want to learn the subject, what you're teaching them, then they're never going to get it. And that's a big, big thing here, is that if you have, if you hire a new employee and they're coming in, and they're just, they've taken this job just to waste some time, just to get as a stepping stone, and they're still looking for another job. This right here, number one, you may lose them automatically because they may not want to learn. 
So adults learn effectively only when they have a strong inner motivation to develop a new skill or acquire a particular type of knowledge. And so you have to remember that. Um, so if you get if so if you have a new employee that is just not getting what's going on, there's a disconnect there. Um, they may just not want to learn it. So. Um, so you got to be very careful when you're hiring people. People need to be excited about the job that they're that they have with you. Principle number two: Adults will learn only what they feel is a need to learn. Adults are adults are practical in their approach to learning. They want to know how this training will help them immediately. Often, what they call is "What's in it for me?" And if you want an adult. To learn, you must teach him or her simply and directly on what he or she wants to know. Trainers should set expectations with their uh, adult learners. For example, this is what we do. This is how you do it. And this is why it works. And I'm going to tell you right now, the biggest thing in that is that when, so we, in the UPS store world, we have systems, right? And I always explain the why first. And then I will explain the what and how. Okay. But if you explain the why first, you will always get better buy-in than if you tell what you're doing. This is how you do it. And this is why it works. Always, always go back and start with why first because you will get, you will get better buy-in. And so let me, so I've got a story around this real quick. Okay. So it's really hard for lots of my employees to understand that at, at a UPS store, we are a destination business. People come to us because they, because one, they either have to, or we are the only place that they can get what they want, like a notary. So if somebody needs notary, they're going to come to a UPS store because you just about, unless you go to, um, to, to downtown and talk to the county clerk's office, the county clerk's office and the UPS store are basically the only two places you can get a notary done. There, there are some exceptions. There are some other places out there, but they are normally private notaries that are doing this as a, as a full-time business, and they're a traveling notary, and they go and do closings and do all kinds of other things. And you would have to contact them directly to get the notary. But... At most UPS stores, we do notary, and you can also get it done at the county clerk's office in your home state, in your county. Now, in saying that, um, <clears throat> when people come to us, like I said, we are destination, and the thing is, is that we are not the cheapest game in town. And when we talk about our shipping, we call it the the shipping cadence, and it is a process where we start with the highest price first, and then we go down to the next price. And, and here's the thing. If the if we give the highest price, the customer says, no, that's too much money, we go to the next cheapest thing. And then if that's too much money, we go down. And we go down until they say yes. And we always pause in between each one, each price we give. So if it's $108, nope, that's too much money. Okay, it's going to be $76. That's too much money. Okay, it's going to be $35. Okay, I'll, I'll ship it with that. Okay, cool. So that's kind of how our shipping cadence works. But the problem is, is that 
some of our employees, they have what I call feel sorry for the customer syndrome. And what this is, is that because they wouldn't pay that high price for shipping, they think that the customer wouldn't either. And so they project their own thought process onto the customer, and then they rob them of the choice that the customer gets to make. And so I have a little exercise I do with my employees, and, and, and I call it the fast food exercise. So I ask my employee, what is your favorite fast food restaurant? Today, I'm going to use Taco Bell in my example. And then I ask them, say, what is your favorite thing to eat at Taco Bell? And they are going to say, in this example, a chicken chalupa. Awesome. So I asked them, I said, so if you went to Taco Bell, you went to the drive-thru, you got up there, and you, and you ordered you a chicken chalupa and a drink, and they come back and they said, sorry, the only thing we have is bean burritos. Now, my employee, I asked my employee, what's the thing that you hate the most on the menu? And they said bean burritos. And so they pull up, they order the chalupa with the drink, they, Taco Bell comes back and says, hey, I don't, we're, we're out of everything but bean burritos. We're out of drinks, we're out of everything but bean burritos. And I ask them, say, how did that make you feel? And my employee normally says, hey, well, I'm a little upset about this. I don't, I don't like that. And I said, well, why don't you like it? And they said, well, you know, because I wanted this and I didn't, they wasn't able to provide that. So, you know, and they only had the one thing I didn't like. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to eat there. I said, so what did, what did they actually, did they do? And they think about it. I said, did they, did they remove your choice in life on what you were going to order from Taco Bell? They said, yes, they removed my choice and, and I, I don't like it. And then I bring up, I said, well, let's talk about the shipping cadence then. The only thing we're doing with the shipping cadence is that we're giving our customers a choice on what shipping level they want to do because the price has to deal with also how fast it gets there and the, and the service, Right. So if it costs more money, they're going to get better. They're going to get a better shipping service out of this. And it's going to get there quicker. I said, and we always start at the top because the human mind won't let you go from the lowest up to the up to the most expensive. So you start at the most expensive, and then you come down. And what you're doing is you're doing two things for the customer. One, you're educating the customer on our services, on our shipping services. And two, you're letting them choose what level of service and how fast they want that package to get there. I said, because you just said that you didn't like your choices being taken away. So the thing is, is that why are you stealing our customers' choices and you're refusing to educate them? And what this does, folks, is that I've put this back now on my employee and let them understand what they're doing. Because I'm not trying to make the most money here. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to do the best thing for my customer. And yes, a byproduct of it is, is that I will make more money on some of my stuff, but that's not my goal. That's not the purpose behind it. The purpose behind this is to give my customer the best experience they can ever have in my UPS store. And this 
this method does upset some customers. But in general, because you can't ever make everybody happy, right? And so you're always going to upset someone at some time in this process. But the cool thing about this is, is that in most cases, though, most customers understand and they like the idea of having choices. And it's part of our job to give them choices and to educate them on the products and services that we provide. All right. Getting back to the principles. Number three, adults learn best by doing. Retention of new knowledge or skills is much higher if the adult has immediate and and repeatable opportunities to practice or use what they've learned. And that's very, very true. So the thing about it is, is that remember, adults learn best by doing. Number four, adults uh, learning center on real, adults learning centers on realistic problems. So what they want is that they want to, they, they want a real life situation. Adults learn much faster if you provide specific problems and draw from their business experience and work out practical solutions from which skills may be learned. This is often referred to as discovery learning. And so the thing is, is that I really love for my new employees as we're training them and doing things. I want them to watch first because what this will do is that this is a discovery learning piece. And they will see real-life problems happen. They will see real-life things happen. And they will see how my employees handle it or how I handle this. And then it will make them understand a realistic problem better. Number five, experiences will impact adult learning. Adults have the experiences in their life which they can both be beneficial and detrimental to the learning situation. What they've learned from their experiences are valuable and can be built upon. Now, in saying that, I personally do not like hiring people or potential employees from another UPS store or if they've worked at another UPS store before. And the reason why is that I like a clean slate so we can build upon my principles in that we have in my UPS stores, my systems that I have in my UPS stores, because most UPS store owners don't utilize my systems and or principles. And so I would rather have a clean slate because it's a lot harder to take someone that has already developed bad habits in another UPS store for me to correct that. The next one is principle six. Adults learn best from an informal environment, and that is so true. You want to make this casual. You want to make it – you don't want to make it formal. Adults (laughs) Adults prefer to learn in a casual and interactive environment as opposed to sitting in sitting an associate down in an office to discuss new training you should create a comfortable casual environment this allows for open communication in the environment where the learner is comfortable asking questions and soliciting useful information now in saying all of that in an informal environment is key 
But I also tell all my new employees, you don't know what you don't know yet. Ask questions. There is no dumb questions. You need to be asking questions all the time. If you need to take notes on something, I will provide you with a notepad and you can take notes on these things. We have QRGs that you can read and go through as reference guides to understand and learn the things that we do here at the UPS store. But I always tell all my new employees, you need to be asking questions because if you're not asking questions, that means you're not retaining the information that we've given you. And so the thing is, is that, you know, if you, if you, if you don't get it, then ask a question. And it doesn't matter if it's the same question. We'll keep repeating it until you understand it and, and learn it. And the thing is that we always start with the why. Number seven, adults need various different types of methods of learning. Remember that we, that we learn differently. It is important to modify your teaching techniques to complement the trainee's learning style as well as the goal you are trying to accomplish. For example, if you are communicating a task or giving background information on a process, the most, most effective teaching method is straight telling. If you want to change the behavior or ask for ideas from the trainee, you must involve their learning activity in the process. Some adult learners learn better visually than audibly and vice versa. Using different methods may also keep the trainee interested and motivated. So in saying that, we are going to use different methods. And I always like the, uh, like the uh, watch and then do kind of a situation. So what happens then is that I have people um, watch what I do, and then I have them do what I just did, have them repeat it. And so, but, but there's different kinds of learning methods, but the thing about it is, is that people, most adults learn visually versus audibly, and some people need to read, too. I had a, a manager, and the only way that she learned anything was that she had to read it which is very, very strange. So all of my stuff I wrote down for in what we call QRGs, quick reference guides, and she would read them, and then she would go, and then, and then she would um, watch someone do it, and then she would do it. And so it was kind of, it was really interesting on how she did stuff. All right, and the last one is principle eight. Adults want feedback and guidance, not grades. And that there is a huge, huge thing. Adults do not want to say, oh, you, you, you had an F on this um, piece that you're doing, right? They don't want grades. They, they, want, they want feedback. And the best way that I can tell you right now to give feedback is, is that I give a positive, a negative, and then a positive. And this is normally the way I always give feedback. It doesn't matter what the situation is. You know, and, and so let's say that they failed miserably at something, all right? I normally say, great job on, on, on the effort. You really tried very hard. Um, in this particular situation, I would probably do it this way. And also, too, whenever you're giving feedback, use, use terminology like we, okay? So I'll give you a prime. So here, I'll, I'll start this over, Okay. Um, let's say that they forgot to give, they, they forgot to charge for a book of stamps, okay, um, during, during the transaction. So I would say, great job with the customer. Um, 
you, you, you really have great communication skills. Um, but we forgot to ring up the book of stamps during this transaction. So the way to maybe get around this is that if the customer during this transaction asks for a book of stamps, you go in and get the book of stamps out. You go on and ring it up in the POS, and then you can hand the customer the book of stamps and then go about finish shipping the package that you were doing. Great job on getting everything in the computer correctly. You know, I think you're doing a great job. We just need to, you know, fix this one little area, but I think you're just doing a perfect, or not a perfect, but a really good job. And so what I've done is that I gave a compliment or a positive. I talked about the negative thing that happened, and then I give them another positive at the very end. And adults love this kind of feedback. It really helps them get to where they need to get to. All right, folks. Well, I hope this was being very informative to all my small business owners out there, adult learning principles. And uh, I really do appreciate everyone that is listening. And folks, I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.